both in New York City, but we're still in a pandemic, so we're not. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> so here we are. Um, share. I know you. Oh, yeah. So hi, everyone. Um, my name is Angela Gargano. Um, I guess a lot of people know me as the ninja. So I'm a three-time American Ninja Warrior. Um, also Miss Fitness America 2016. And I'm also the creator of a few different programs, one of them being my Strong Feels Good program, as well as I was helping for a while women get their first pull-up. So that's lots of different things that um, I've kind of been through. And obviously, I'm a certified personal trainer. Cool. Um, and... I want to back up, back up, back up. So being in the fitness world, as we are, New York City, it's a small world. We've talked about this. Um, and kind of how did you get into it? You've always been in fitness. You always were athletic fit, not you, you know, we go through stages. So. Yeah. So a little bit about like my, you know, I guess getting in the fitness industry, I can kind of tell you my story, which is interesting is that a lot of people think that I've just been doing this my entire life, but I actually haven't. I actually was a biochemist for a good three to four years. I have a biological chemistry degree. So I was legit like lab coat goggles in the lab. I was basically like breaking bad style in these big tanks. I mean, it was wild, literally. And I kind of knew when I was doing all these things that I really didn't belong there, but I just assumed that, you know, my parents always told me that you need to have a steady job and whatever. And I, I got my degree in this. So I never thought that I could change. Um, and then I started getting into fitness competition competitions um because after college I was a college gymnast so like after college I just felt like I needed something to do and like obviously the chemistry wasn't really doing it for for me so I started getting into fitness competitions and as I was learning how to eat healthier and work out a little bit better in the gym instead um the people around me started to ask me what are you doing like how are you like how are you like eating right what so they're like can you help me and I was like absolutely so I started helping them and I started realizing how much it was so much more rewarding to me. So that's when I knew that like, I need, like, this is where I belong. Like, this is what I need to do. And I need to take a big risk and I need to quit that steady job and head over to the fitness industry. So the tough part about that was I really didn't know what I was doing. The first thing I did was just like, got myself certified. I just literally got certified while I was working at the biochem job. Like just would just do it on the side. Um, got certified. And then as soon as I got certified and I finally left my job, I was actually teaching boot camp classes at the gymnastics gym that I was coaching kids at once in a while. So I started teaching the parents of the kids that I was coaching <laughs> because the, the parents were always like, Oh, I wish I could be as strong as my kid. And I was like, why not? Like, why can't you yeah. be? You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like we created this entire boot camp at night and the kids were having fun with it, the parents. And all of a sudden the parents were like climbing a rope and they were doing all these things. And they're like, wow, I actually, at this age, I can still you know, just be just as strong as my kid. So I thought it was pretty cool. So that created like a big little, on, on accident, basically <laughs> created this big community. And then we, you know, I wind up opening, actually owned a gym. I opened a gym in Rhode Island. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I don't know why I did it. I didn't realize that when you open a gym, like you're not, it's not just about personal training, that you're like a business person now, you're a janitor, you're an accountant, you're also like, you know, check, you know, if you hire people, you have to deal with that. I mean, I had no idea like, what I was doing, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Like whatever. So Figure it out. I opened the gym, yeah. opened the gym. Um, I owned the gym for a little while and then, you know, a couple of things happened, you know, with Ninja Warrior, tore my ACL and stuff like that. And I kind of decided that 
I didn't really want to own the gym anymore. Like that, I wasn't really, again, same thing. Like it was at a place in my life again where I'm like, this isn't really fulfilling me. And I knew that my heart was set on going to New York City. I literally was always on my phone looking at everybody on Instagram, watching how amazing they are, all the things they were doing and how much they were learning and how knowledgeable they were. And I'm like, I got to go to New York City. Like, I got to go. Like, this is where I got to go. So I I closed down the gym. (laughs) Closed down the gym was not an easy thing to do. And I headed over to the city and... I was legit, you know, I, (laughs) when you close down a gym, you don't really have any money. So I like had no money. I was literally like sleeping on my dad's couch at his house in New Jersey, commuting into the city every day at like 4am, literally like 4am in the morning, commuting on the train in. And I was hustling. I was going to every class. I was meeting absolutely every person I could possibly meet. And then I would leave every night at like, I think 11 o'clock at night. I remember being at Penn station. I mean, that's not the best, most fun place to be, but I would hustle and go in and out. And I, that's really how I got myself roped into the fitness industry in New York city. It was really just by going to classes, meeting people, asking them, creating like real genuine Mm -hmm. relationships with these people and really learning from them. And now, you know, we were saying this a little bit before, it's like this little community that I always was looking at on my phone is now we're all like friends. I know them all like, and it's wild. And it's, and we're, they all were just literally just like me. They're just hustlers and they're just trying to figure it out just like me. And I thought that was like pretty interesting um, with the with the hustle there. So that's a little bit about how like I got into the industry, and again the kind of the hustle of of getting into it. That sounds really quickly, like the way I said that. It was not quick. That was like literally like a very long time. Years. <laughs> Years. This is super super wild. Um. Yeah, I think that this the New York City fitness industry I think is super intimidating. But if you can find the balls to go to these classes and actually, and it's funny, you know, being in this industry and it's probably different now. One, I have a kid, two, there's a pandemic. So I don't do anything aside from in my own little space. But I think that if, you know, people are trying to go learn and meet people to put themselves in those spaces, that's like, there's no better place to go in, take class, learn from them, talk to them. And it's, it can be intimidating. Like I've been in classes and you know, the co- the coach will, or the teacher, whatever you want to call them, will come up the instructor and say like, do this, do that. And you know, they tell you what to do. And you know, cause you're like, I used to go there instead of like um, happy hour, I would meet up with girlfriends or friends and that we would just work out. And like, you're there to hang out. You're not really there to like, you're kind of there to work, but that's, you're there to hang out with your friend. Absolutely. And so, you know, they see that you're fit. So they assume you could do more and you're like, well, I'm just here to hang out with my friend. I'm not really here to go all out because I already worked out once today or twice today or, you know, and so it's funny because they are engaging and they do try to push you. And so when you do engage back, they a hundred percent will allow you to create that relationship. And I think that some of the bet for me also, I think I'm assuming for you, the best relationships and the longest I've had since being here are from that space. Absolutely. I mean, definitely. I, I just, you just get so close and you keep showing up every single day. And I, I remember like, you know, some, I went to a bunch of different classes, different, different styles, stuff like that. But the more and more I kept going back, the more they're like, Oh, Angela, what's up? And then I maybe see like the same person in the class and I meet a new friend and things like that. Uh, so it definitely was, but a lot of times like I would actually go to these classes. I would know who that person is. Yeah, I would actually know them. Like, I would be like, "Oh, like, oh, I'm Angela. Oh, like, I'm Lola. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know who you are. But like, <laughs> you're like, I've been following you. I know I've who been you are. Following you, but it's fine. It's, <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend like I have him. And that's 
actually how I created more genuine relationships. I feel like what was happening, a lot of people always ask me like, Angela, like, how did you get into women's health? How did you do this? How did you do that? Like, I did not go up to these people being like, hey, excuse me, can I please have a, um, an article in the magazine? I think that would be awesome for it. Hell no. Did not do that at all. I literally never even talked about that once. I just asked them how they were, and I hung out with them, and we worked out, and whatever. And you, again, you create these genuine friendships, and eventually you're talking, and you'll say something like, oh, like, I've never done this before. And they're like, oh, actually, I have an opportunity for you. You can do this, this, and this. And that's really literally how everything came up for me. 100%. Well, and I think that there's this big misconception of like, you know, there's this, you're hustling, you're grinding, you're in, out, day, all the time. And people generally now think like, if you want it, you you got to go get it. You got to ask for it. And it's like, yes, but to a degree. Like I also played that game of, I don't know who you are, but I know who you are. Like, I'm not going to ask, and I'm I'll ne- I'm horrible at asking, even for me to reach out to you and be like, hey, you want to come on my podcast? Like, I felt a little, but I'm like, yeah. you know what? I we're, We stand for the same thing. We know a ton of the same people. I'm not, like, there's no, like, the worst you can say is no. Absolutely. I mean, totally. But, but I, do, I do agree with what you're saying here. I mean, just, like, making sure that people are, you're creating genuine relationships. So, don't just go DMing people and being like, Hey, can I have this? Can I, I mean, I see yeah. it all the time when I work with, you know, oxygen, you see it all the time in the DMs. Like, Hey, can I be on this? Can I be on that? Instead of like, are you like on their page right now engaging with the content they're actually doing right now? Are you be asking them real mm-hmm. genuine questions? How's it going? How's your day? Oh, I really like that shirt today. It looks really good. And doing that for like a while totally. and like getting whatever. And then eventually maybe being like, Hey, you know what? We have this in common. I would love for you to do this. That's a little bit different than when people are just like straight up ask for things. And I think, again, that's why I probably made it a lot further in the industry a little bit quicker, I want to say, because yeah. again, I really, at the end of the day, be a good person. And it's like, I, I, that's, that's the one thing I always say, like these people that we're talking to, they are people too. They have stuff going on in their mm-hmm. lives. And that's all you got to do is treat everybody like, like, like they're just a, like a regular yeah. person. And not just like a thing. I just want something from you. Like, I just want, I actually hate that. I had a few people during the pandemic who like reached out to me and they're like, um, can you give me a woman's health? And I'm like, you, first of all, you never even asked me how my day was. <laughs> like, 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 who are you? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and not, and not to, to be mean or anything, but I'm like, if, so, if they were like having a real genuine conversation with me and like saying, Hey, oh, how's it going during the pandemic? Oh, what have you been doing? Whatever. Or they're asking for advice first or something like that. Then eventually I might be like, you know what, let me, let me help you out. Let's, let's see if we can get you. And cause I'm, I'm all about, I want everybody to succeed and I want everyone to do anything, but like, yeah, people got to be careful with like the way I think that they 100%. do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and you know, you, I think that New York is, and I'm sure other cities, but we're here. So it's easy for me to say New York. It's such a hard place because you have to learn, right? Like there are those people that you meet and you can really become friends with and there's those other people that you meet and they just want something from you and the problem is is you don't know that they want something from you until they leech on and you're like shit like i thought we were (laughs) friends like hello like yeah exactly so it's like i think it's just really interesting um so again just creating those like you know genuine like real relationship Mm -hmm. like a really i don't know i think that's Again, that's why I've been really successful, not only in the industry with, you know, women's health and stuff like that, but also with, you know, with my clients, 
at the end of the day, yes, I'm, you know, I, this is my business. Like I need people to, to buy my product, but at the end of the day, these are all people. And these people have, again, they have lives and things going on. And like, I truly care about you. Like what, like what's happening with you? How can I actually help you? Um, I'm not just going to be like, buy this now. Like, no way. Like, 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 do you actually need it? Like what's happening? Like, why have you been, you know, so I really get to know each one of my clients, um, Mm -hmm. which I think is like really different from a lot of other things that are out there right now. Um, like I really, I mean, I can't right now. I mean, I have like hundreds of people in there, but I really do know most of their names. I know what's going on with them. I know where they are. Like, and I think that's again, really important creating these real genuine uh, relationships. That's how you're going to be successful in business. That's how you're going to be successful in life and anything that you're doing. Really is Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a um, hundred. I could not agree more. I have nothing else to add to that because it's so on point. Yeah. <laughs> are you from a small town? So yeah, so funny story. I'm actually from New Jersey, the small town I'm living right next to now. I was in I was in New York City because during the pandemic, and I was like, I gotta go. Like it's time to go get out of here. It was a little bit too overwhelming for me, um, and I was paying a ridiculous rent for no reason. So oh. I was like, whatever. I I got out of my lease. I came to the, to back to literally the town over for me is Byram, New Jersey. Very small town. It's so funny. I, I brought one of my New York friends. She came to visit me. And I took her around where I grew up. And she's like, Angela, how did you get where you are today? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's that small town mentality. I swear I, also, it's, I, swear, I came from yeah. podunk, middle of nowhere. People, I say this, you're going to, I don't know if it's this kind of country. Where I grew up in the country, people would ride their dirt bikes and their tractors to school. Oh, I mean, we were close to that. <laughs> so we were, we're like, yeah, like farmland, Jersey, like the, the one place that, that was like, cool and Byram, New Jersey is Wild West City. There's a literally an old Western city that you can like do all school. I mean, it was like, I'm like, this is it. Like, but and it's so wild, right? When you go up there, you're like, this is what you think it is. Like, you think it's this. And then like, you get out of that and you're like, wait, there's like a lot more out here. Totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I think that that, and now that I have a kid, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, because I think that it's so important to have those, those roots, those small town say hi to people, be nice, like be humble, be kind. I think that it's really important. And I don't, I don't really know how to do that in a big city like New York. I think, yeah, I think New York city is tough. I mean, my, my cousin and my aunt live in the city and they definitely have a completely different mentality the way they are and stuff like that. It's just a lot harsher. And I definitely don't have that like (laughs) in me at all. Well, it's like, I'm sure you are. I always would get it. I'm sure you did of, you're not from here, are you? That's, I would get it all the time. And I'm like, I've been here for a long time. Not like I, and the other, I feel like the other part is because, you know, you're, you're a fit, hot chick. If you smile at someone, a guy, they always get, and it's like, how can I not smile? Like, Mm -hmm. just because I smile at you and say, hi, doesn't mean I'm flirting with you. It doesn't mean I have any attraction to you. I just said, I do it to women. I do it to men. I do it to kids. I do it like. Get yeah. off your horse, guy. You know, that's definitely interesting with the city, too. Also, like, when you're in the city, it's like, I mean, I saw this quote the other day, like, a post the other day. It was like, when you're in the city, everybody is better looking than you. Everyone's smarter than you. But the one thing you have that's different than anybody else is that you are you. I thought that was, like, a really interesting one. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, when you're in the city, it's like, everybody's good looking. <laughs> it's, like, wild. But, yeah, the personality is what makes you stand out. It's not... Like, you know, there's a, a million beautiful people, right? But what about the people, like you said, that, you know, ask you about how your day is. How's it going? You know totally. what I mean? Like the simple stuff. 
Yep. The, the little stuff thing. you learn in a small town. There we go. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is your morning? So you're out of the city now. I know yep. that you've, and I'm sure you're still doing it, hustling and grinding. What is your a typical day look like for you? So my typical day, so yeah, it's, it's definitely like different, a little bit different right now because I'm training for Ninja, but. Oh, you um, are. That's exciting. Yeah, I got a call for Ninja, so I'm, I have to go there in like three weeks or two weeks, whatever. It's like very soon. So we're just training like crazy. So my training schedule is definitely up more. But um, so yeah, so basically uh, what, what I decided to do during this pandemic, and I'm not sure if you did the same thing, is, you know, I decided that this is going to be a great time for me to slow down when you're in the city. You're normally literally on foot running around everywhere. So you really don't have time to do like much for yourself. And uh, it really does lead to burnout like pretty quickly. Um, so it was, I was kind of like, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I'm not like on a train. I'm not like driving places and not whatever, not, you know, so I really wanted to make sure that for me that the one thing that's really important is to have a really solid morning routine. And I, I kind of had it before, but it was like on and off. Like, you know, I would do it and then things would happen and like two weeks would go by and I wouldn't do it. So I'm like, no, I'm here. Like, what else do I have to do? I've all, I have way more time. There's literally no excuse for me not to do it. So it's really been a game changer mentally for like with everything that I've, I've been doing. Um, so basically what I do is I wake up in the morning. Um, first thing I try not to check my phone. I know it's like really hard to do, but you try not to check your phone. I sit on up, I grab my journal and I actually journal like immediately. So journaling could be anything. I literally sit down and I write how I'm feeling, any thoughts I have. Maybe I have like these ideas that I woke up with or some, something that like someone said to me, whatever. So I just kind of journal it out. After that, I literally write out, um, it's called the CTFAR method, but basically what it does is it takes any negative thoughts you might have and you shift them to a positive. So mm -hmm. we all, a lot of times it's like the same type of thing that you write over and over again, because a lot of times we have the same negative thoughts. So you take your negative thought, you write it out, you let it be out there in the, in the present, and then you literally shift it. How can it, like, what's the positive of this? How can I make this better? Um, then I write three things I'm stressed about, three things I'm grateful for. And then I write a whole list of affirmations. So that's normally like, I am enough, like I'm going to make it like, it's, it sounds crazy, but like it, that it's powerful when you write it down over and over again, you're seeing it every morning. Mm -hmm. And so I'm making sure that I write that out. And now I've been journaling now first because my brain kind of races and stuff like that when I wake up. So I want to make sure I like taking care of that. And then I always am reading. So I have a book that I always read. So, and before I used to always think I have to read like a ton, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to read just like two pages. No, no stress. If I have more time, I read a little bit more. That's been really great. And then I will meditate after all of that. Now I was meditating first, but it's tough because you're racing. You want to do all this thing. You got to get it out and then meditate. Exactly. Let it out. I dump it out. And then if I need to write anything out after, then I meditate. Meditation has been a game changer for me. I read this book called Stress Less, Accomplish More. And it's all about how meditation really cognitively changes your brain so that you can become more productive and feel better. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm a scientist. Science. If science is telling me that physically my brain is going to change, I'm in. Like, let's go. So now I uh, meditate then um, right in the morning. That's going to help you get more productive. And then I also meditate some point again in the day. And that is normally when you're feeling like you're having a dip so if you feel like you're crashing mm -hmm. you stop you meditate it's like almost having like caffeine without caffeine you do your meditation and then you go back into your working you always are more productive so those have been like a big piece of my life um making sure i do that normally after that i'm literally right into like teaching a live workout a lot of the times because i'm teaching i was teaching live workouts for women's health a ton um definitely a little bit less now mm -hmm. but i'll teach a live workout and then i 
you know, we'll have a protein shake and I'll go right into any kind of work that I have to do that day online and things like that. So it's a lot. And that sounds like, like the online stuff doesn't sound like a lot. It is a lot of work. It's mentally (laughs) draining. It's exhausting to sit on your computer. It's a lot. So definitely just, and you know, I sit down and write a list of like the bullet points of exactly what I need to get done, um, priorities and stuff like that. Um, and then I have been, you know, with ninja training, what's been great is it kind of breaks up my day. Like I'll, I'm like, okay, I have like two or three hours to get this done and hustle. If I can right now, I am going to like a cafe because, um, I just, it's hard to work at home sometimes. So I'll go to literally right now. The only place that I can go really is Panera in this town. So I go to Panera and I sit in this little corner and I like have my little cup. Like no one bothers me. I can take my mask off, plug my computer in. I just kind of like sit there and do my hustle. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's basically, there's obviously more that happens in a day, depending on the day, yeah. kind of block out my days and stuff like that. Like today's normally like more of a call day type thing. Um, but yeah, but really the biggest thing about my daily routine, if anyone asks me or what I'm doing each day, like that morning routine is literally everything. How long does that morning routine take you? Like you have it? doesn't take that long. It's like 45 minutes, maybe. So they wake up like maybe 45 minutes or an hour before. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I just can't wake up so the night before if I'm training really late. So I'll just teach the class first and I'll do it after. I never put stress on it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, if I don't do this, like whatever. I just find a time to do it no matter what. I know, again, scientifically, all of it is proven to help you become more productive, be more grateful, be less stressed. And if you're less stressed and you're feeling good, then everything in your life comes together way better. If you're stressed out all the time, none of your stuff's going to come together ever. And not. stress just produces bad things. Stress is mm-hmm. just so bad. Ugh. It does. It does. Uh, and sometimes, you know, sometimes even with doing it, that doesn't necessarily make you feel better. I mean, some days, some days the meditation's not great. Like it happens, yeah. but just no, just being consistent and doing it every single day, eventually, it, it does do something. Yeah, definitely. Um, so don't think that like you have a bad day with the office oh, is not working. No, just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's the same as fitness, right? Like you're not going to see your result overnight. Like it's a slow, gradual process. You just have to keep doing it. Yep. And some days you don't want to. Some yeah, days you exactly. don't want to. You got to show up anyway. Cause that's what's going to set you apart. That's what sets you apart. What's what people are like saying I'm a hustler. You know what sets me apart? I have so many days that I do not want to show up. I don't want to do it. Right. But I still do it because I have my goal in mind. I know what I want to do. I know where I want to be. Um, so you show up no matter what. It's not, it's not about it's not that one-time wonder time thing you've got to keep the mm-hmm. reason i'm doing i'm getting where i am today with a lot of stuff is because i'm consistent and it's funny i just talked to you and i'm just gonna be completely blunt here like also during the um during the pandemic i told myself i would see a therapist because i'm like all right like again i have insurance that yeah. i take ridiculous amount for i might as well go see a therapist yeah. uh, you do it like telehealth or whatever so i see a therapist like once a week and her and I were just talking about that. I had just literally just had a slump where I was kind of feeling like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing next. It was what's happening, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's back up again. And she was like, the reason why you're doing well is because you kept showing up, even though you were, you were, you weren't feeling so, so hot. Mm-hmm. You weren't feeling great. And I think that stuff is really, really important. Yeah, it is. It's, um, I think that the people that you see succeed, it's because they just keep showing up, right? Like yeah. they're just not going away. That's all it is. And I, that's truly, that's, that's what sets you versus whoever else apart. Just keep showing up. Um, are you reading any books right now? Currently I'm reading about breaking the habit of being yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, I just, someone told me to read it. It's so funny because sometimes I'll start a book and then like, you know, when you're just like not feeling it, 
So I tried to start a few books like lately and I didn't like them, but this one I really, really like. Same thing. It's a lot about like cognitive function and it's a lot about how, how we think internally really does affect stuff externally. Mm -hmm. And like, it's actually like science, like it actually does. Yeah. So just really going back into digging deep. And I mean, I'm literally still at the beginning of it, but he talks about the science. Absolutely love learning about that in your brain. Because again, the more I think you understand your brain and you understand how this stuff works and what is working, like again, even with with talking about meditation, you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. But if you did read that book and you saw that, like, there's literally brain scans that this is working, you're more likely to be like, you know what, like, this is not just like some juju. Whatever, it's like working. But that's that's the book I'm currently reading right now. But during this um, pandemic, I've read so many. I read. Um, stress less accomplish more which is meditation i read make your bed because i'm a big believer too you wake up you make that bed just make your bed <laughs> it's my bed, husband me i'm like no i'm i'm not i'm gonna drink my cup of water it's so important though like it's like literally how you get your whole day structured and started it's like just by making that making that bed you know what i mean if, you're, if you don't make your bed your whole life might seem it's so literally the first task of the day um what else did i read i think i also read did you uh you're badass at making money um, and I had a few other ones, but I just like, was like, I'm going to, again, and that was literally, I read all of these by just doing like two or three pages a day instead of worrying about like, I got to read the whole thing. Exactly. You just show up, you read a couple pages and eventually finish it. Exactly. And I think it's really important to get you to read and to get off your screen and all that stuff like that. I mean, again, so all very proven, like, like read. <laughs> you know what I'm reading right now? That's you actually would probably really like it's, um, women are not small. It's called roar. Ooh, okay. Like what a lion does and, or what my kid does. Um, and it's by Dr. Stacey Sims. And it's the underlying theme is basically women are not small men. So a lot of, and it's like how our nutrition needs to be different. What we need to do as strong women or women who work out or don't work out or whatever it is. We're not like, it doesn't need to just whatever a man has. It doesn't, it's not just labeled you know, smaller portions and the pink label, it should actually be different because we are different. And during our cycle, typically for a long time, it was looked at as this is when we're most weak, but science, you like science has actually showed that this is when we're strongest. Like we could lift heavier, we can run faster. We could be more, have long, better endurance, um, during those few days during the cycle. So it's, it's actually very, very interesting. And I am, almost through it and I need to actually start reading it again because it's so packed. It's just packed with information and statistics and data. And I need to probably read it a couple more times. Yeah. I feel like that, I feel like that with the book right now we're going through. I'm like, I'm probably going to read this again. <laughs> yeah. I like those kind of books. Um, yeah, natural caffeine. So do you drink coffee, tea, or you don't? You do? What do you do? Isn't that wild? Everyone's like, Angela, how do you have so much energy? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, I meditate. I just don't, I don't know. There's something about, yeah, I don't drink caffeine. Um, right now I've been drinking instead because it's supposed to help her call it cognitive health. I've been drinking cacao, cordyceps, and ashwanga. You like mix it all up. It's like hot chocolate in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the mushrooms. Yep, the mushrooms. Yep. So I've, I've, there's been great studies on that as well. You know, saying how, how good it is for your body and your brain. So I'm just like, I'm like, I'm going to test it out. And, you know, I always tell my clients, like, I'm not going to tell you to do anything unless I really actually tried it and think if I think I like it. I think it's helping for sure. Um, and you don't like crash or anything like that again, but yeah, I really don't know how I don't do the whole caffeine thing because I like, you see like how my, how I am. It's like, it's like Angela, like you have to be, but then 
I really do feel bad for people. Like, I have one friend who was, like, he's, like, kept saying how, like, oh, I have, like, five, like, cups of espresso a day. I'm, like, that can't be good for you. Terrible for you. That cannot, in the long run, like, just just cannot be good for you. But, yeah, no, none of that. Um, And I really don't drink at all, which I think people think is interesting because I know New York City is a big little party scene over there. But I'm actually just not a fan. I'm a fan of just being in my own like not, I'm not trying to like get myself shaken up from caffeine. I'm not trying to get myself drunk. Like I'm literally just want, I just like, I just feel good in the, like living. I don't know. You. <laughs> All natural. Yeah. Just like natural. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I think that when I was pregnant, it was my favorite excuse was I can't drink because I'm pregnant. Like I, because mm-hmm. it's a thing, you know, like you got to have a drink in your hand. Like it really, you make people make you feel like you, well, why don't you want to drink? And it's like, I don't want to. And then when I was pregnant, I was like, I can't, I'm pregnant. I feel so much better. I mean, here or there, always like, I'll have like a little bit, but it's yeah. like, it's not something I feel like people turn, it turns into for people like what they need to do. Like again, like, well, what are we going to do like this weekend? Well, let's all go have some drinks. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. I get like to be a little social, but for me, just like you said, like you went out with your girlfriends and you went to fitness classes. Like my friends and I will meet up, we'll go for like a hike or we'll go some, do something like that. And I feel like to me, that feels like so much more fun and I don't know. I just, I just like it so much better. I think we might be nerds. Maybe, maybe we're nerds. I don't know, but maybe we're just living. I don't know. But a lot of those people who are going out and drinking on the weekends are really trying to escape their lives and long, you know, they're really just having like a really, maybe they had a really busy week and they're just trying to get their escape. And I think yeah. our escapes are probably a little bit healthier. A, yeah. A better option. I think also, Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. what has been your biggest setback you faced in life in general? Jeez. Anything. I mean, I mean, like a real setback or setback that brought me forward later or like, or like a real downer. <laughs> well, even a real downer would have, have, you know, projected you to where you yeah, are. Um, oof. I mean, there Hold on. Also, of- before I go there, because obviously we can go down. I'm, I think you are, but I'm super bouncy and I'm, this has been one of my goals is to try to focus and not because I always am like, bing, 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 and then everything gets lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're see, I just did it again. I lost myself. So I think that it's amazing that you started seeing a therapist because, um, you know, there it's like now with our generation, I think generations ab- above us. So older than us, they look at it as such like a, um, I think it's, they, they see it like as a weak thing or like, you know, you're a pansy or whatever, but I think that, you know, to do it, you really got to man up and tackle all these things that you've had to deal with. And I, I think that it's serious. Like it's really good. And now people our age and younger, they see it as like a, um, it's a privilege. Like I can, I have insurance so I can see like where other it's like, ah, but it's like, no, it's really so good. So good on you. So good. I mean, I, honestly, and I, and, I, and I started seeing the therapist when I really wasn't having any problems. Like, I just, I was like, I'm really, I mean, because I think people, some people start to see a therapist because they're having problems. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this consistent because I, I know it's good for me. I, again, it's, I, I think that, I think literally everybody needs to see a freaking therapist. Yeah. It's so nice to have somebody who is just, you know, so you know, not biased. They're literally just, just talking to you and help you talk out your thoughts. If you're having crazy thoughts, cause you know, we all have crazy thoughts, men and women, like some thoughts that you're like, well, what the hell? 
you can say that crazy thought to that person. They're not going to judge you. They're just going to try and help you figure it out and try and, you know, map it out. They're going to be like, yo, a lot of people have those crazy thoughts. Don't worry. You're not alone type of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think seeing a therapist was, um, again, it wasn't when I was at a super down point in my life, but what's interesting is that like when I first started seeing her, it was us just slowly kind of talking and like kind of get to know each other or whatever. And then when I did have the down point in my life, which I feel like, you know, again, um, last month was a little bit like iffy with like my identity and I was trying to figure things out. I was so happy that I'd already been consistently set up to see her. So it's like, you need to do these things. Like even when like, don't, don't wait to fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, that's maybe when a lot of people start or even when you, let's say like, let's say you fall down from something and you, you see the therapist, she helps you and then you just leave. Don't leave. It's like, this happens a lot of times even with like physical mm-hmm. therapy, right? Like you go to a physical therapist and you have an issue and you work it all out and then you leave and you never do those therapy like techniques again. No, 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 you gotta keep doing them. Um, so I think that's, uh, yeah, I definitely think it's, I'm not scared to say that I, that I go to therapy at all. I don't feel like it's weird. I think it's literally, but a lot of people do think it's weird. And there's a lot of people I've met where I'm like, you probably should go to therapy. Um, and you'll probably feel better about it. hundred percent. Well, yeah. Well, it's nice have, I think that if you see someone regularly, it's kind of like, it's hard to make new friends because you feel like you have to give the backstory of, I don't know, this guy or that guy or your ex or this yeah. crazy lady or, you know, and so to have someone who's there with you all the time and is constantly caught up, you don't have to just try to catch them up. Absolutely. I think, I think it's, yeah. So I definitely would say therapy, um, as for setbacks, I mean, oof, I mean, I've had a lot of crazy setbacks in my life. I'm trying to think of how far back we want to go. Um, Let's see. Okay, so I think we're, we're I had a really crazy setback, and I don't really normally share this story very often. I, I, I shared it on my Instagram page literally once because I never want people to think that um, Angela's damaged or whatever or something like that. Um, but when I when I was in college, I actually tore my, my left ACL. Awesome. Um, and going from being an athlete to feeling like you have nothing left, like you're like, you're like I've just been doing gymnastics this whole time. Like, what, what am I? And you're in college the first thing you go and you do is you party and you drink because you're like, like, what else do I have going on in my life except for I'm in college or whatever. Um, I kind of got caught up in the wrong crowd. I never really did anything bad, but I didn't, and I was pretty naive. I really didn't know what was happening. Now I'm getting caught up with this guy who I was dating for a while and didn't realize literally, I mean, I kind of knew something was sketchy, but I never really could put it all together. And I realized that, you know, he actually was a heroin addict, not, not a good thing, not again. And especially someone like me, who's so, I was really still pretty fit, even though I was drinking and partying. I was never doing anything super extreme or anything like that. Um, so I got really caught up with that and really caught up with trying to help him get out of that. Um, and it turned into this whole thing. And I don't know if you've ever been around addicts before, but they'll wind up like, you know, trying to you know take money from you and, you know, manipulating you and all sorts of crazy, crazy stuff or whatever. But I got so caught up in that. I was too scared to tell my parents because I don't want my parents to know that like I accidentally got involved in this. I couldn't get out of it. And it was turned into this whole thing. Finally told my mom, I was like, mom, like literally like I, I like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, this guy is like, we need to get a restraining order or something. Like he did, it's just wild. And I, I never, like, he didn't do this on purpose. I didn't do anything. She, she was so understanding. My mom's like, all right, cool. Let's figure this out. Don't worry. This happens, whatever. So cool. But we, we really helped us become so much closer. So finally got out of it. And then I think it was like maybe a couple of weeks later, I got a call and the call had said that he overdosed and I know crazy. And I was shocked because I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I can't believe that. Like, like I kept blaming myself. I'm like, what, like, what did I do? I should have, I should have stepped by this person. I should have done this. I should have done that. 
And I was at such a low point in my life because I got so like caught up in like trying to figure out what to do to help this person when at the end of the day, like they need to just help themselves or whatever. But I know it sounds like a super sad story. I mean, it is, it's, it's definitely sad with everything happening, but one of the main things I got out of it is that, you know, maybe a couple months later down the line, it just sounds so silly, but his, his, his mom messaged me and was like, Hey, like, you know, I reached out to a medium and the medium like wanted me to tell you something from, from him. And I was like, okay, like I would love to know like what that was. First, at first he said, but first she said that he said that like, you know, nothing was like wrong with you. Like I just, whatever, like I just had a lot going on. Number two, he said, be all you know you can be. And that right there changed my life because at that moment, I thought the only thing I could be was a scientist or whatever. And that really opened up my brain to, wait, can I be more? I can be more and do more. And I thought that was really crazy. So yes, it was such a setback in my life. Because I mean, if you, again, then, if you would have seen me then and just, you know, getting tied up with something like that is really, really difficult. That instant was like, oh, wow, like there's so much more that I can be than just a scientist or just, you know, what people think I should be. And uh, again, that was a major setback. I know probably people don't expect that to come from me because I don't tell anybody that ever. But that literally was probably the craziest, most ridiculous part of my life where I was like, what is happening? Well, it's so <laughs> emotional, right? Like, because you're with someone and you, like, you don't, being naive, and I, I get it because I also am. And I think that you, you just trust people. And yeah, you give absolutely. people chances and opportunities. And it's like, like my biggest fault is my loyalty. And I know that it's a fault. And it's like, I, I've i been screwed over in jobs from my my bosses, from own, like, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm 31. And it's, I still know it. And I'm like, how do I let, how do I fix it? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I totally get how you can just get caught up. And it's, I can't even imagine Ooh, that's so it's so but it's amazing how it how but also I think that you can see the positivity in things like you totally look at the good so it's amazing that you were able to really you know arrow that and launch it forward absolutely I mean obviously that took a lot of work and I took a lot of you know days crying and whatever I mean I also learned like how much I can trust my mom and how great my mom was and how I could tell her anything and I'm be nervous or whatever because my mom you know your parents sometimes again they always look like these superheroes. They've done stuff and they've been there. They've done things. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Definitely. it's like maybe they can tell you about it or whatever. But no, definitely. I think like taking a lot of the things that and I think that already set me up for success with, you know, when I did tear my ACL and my comeback and stuff like that. Like all that stuff was okay, like like you said, I've been in a low point before. I can shift this somehow into a positive spin to to make my life better. There's always a lesson in everything. I mean Again, I don't, I don't know if I, if I didn't have that moment, maybe I wouldn't be here right now because maybe I wouldn't have thought I could be anything else. Maybe I would have still been in my pharmaceutical job sitting and just, you know, thinking like, that's it for me. I'm just looking at everybody on Instagram. Totally. Um, but that definitely, again, was a major point in my life, major setback, major, again, as much as the ACL were and stuff like that, I think that was really mm-hmm. just a shocking moment in my life <laughs> well and that's you know there's such i think being a fitness per- like being a strong chick right like there's emotional things and there's physical things and when people say well would you rather be emotionally hurt or physically hurt i'm always like physically like physically. i can handle anything physically but when it Emotion- comes to emotions it's like it's a whole different game 
Mm-hmm. And Especially when you said loyalty, I feel that too. I'm such a loyal person. Like if you're in my life, like you're in my life and I like, I am so loyal to you. And a lot of people aren't really so much like that. Like, like you, you know, I'm sure you've discovered. Um, so it's just definitely like, I definitely feel what you're feeling when you say that. Um, and it's tough. Yeah. You just want to see the best in people and things like that. And I still do. I still no matter what, see the best in people. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit more observant. And I always have learned too now that like, if it doesn't feel right, probably not right. Like your gut is right. Your gut is legit. Yeah. Always don't ever think that it's wrong. Always. And always. what I've learned even more having being mom is as a chick, as a female, as a woman, your gut, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you think it's probably, it's very likely that. Well, that makes it really tough, like to have a relationship like that to, because at one point I was like, Hey, I have a guy that I think that you might, and you're like, I don't have time for men. (laughs) So are you, you're not, you're not dating. You don't have time for men. Um, well, no, I mean, I did, I did No, it takes a while for me to open up to somebody that's a thing, especially after that. Like I really, I'm really careful with who I allow into my life and I really try and make sure that I get to know them and things like that. Again, I am very loyal. And if you're in my life, you're like really in my life. Um, I was seeing somebody for a little bit during the pandemic, which I was super pumped about. And I thought it was going to be awesome. Everything was great. And we like went away for like five days and this whole adventure. It was great. And the second I asked him, like, what, I'm like, oh, like, where do you see this going? He, like, couldn't answer. And it was, like, I was, like, whoa. You're, like, come on, and, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, to me, to me, in my mind, like, you know, I'm, like, oh, well, if you, you know, do this, if you go on a trip with somebody and do all that stuff, that, I mean, obviously, you must care for that person. And maybe you want to see it go somewhere else or at least explore those options and yeah. like that. But you also have to realize, and I talk about this with my therapist, too, everyone's a little bit different with how they think. I mean, maybe that person just doesn't think that way. And you have to be okay with knowing that like, you know what, like maybe that this person thinks a little bit differently than you in that sense. So I was kind of bummed about that, but I also do feel like when the right person is in my life, if I did ask them after that trip, like what was happening, they would have been like, Oh yeah, obviously like, or you know what I mean? It would have been easy. So I'm just waiting for it to be easy. (laughs) Well, luckily you asked that question. Otherwise you'd be wasting more time. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think that I was be wasting. I didn't think I was wasting any time. I thought I thought everything was great. <laughs> yeah, that's such a bummer. What a little shit. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's not, not, it doesn't necessarily mean the person's a bad person. Yeah, just, no, but it's like yeah. you think you're here, but you're it's. I think the issue with people is they're too scared to communicate, and then or they don't even know how to communicate. I think that's a really big issue nowadays. That one, hundred percent. In person, they don't know how to communicate in human to human. Yes. I mean, I communicate the entire time, the entire time. Like, you know, even with seeing, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, how are you feeling about this? You still like want to continue this? I'm always asking. So I just want to make sure that we're on the same page and stuff like that. So people have a hard time communicating that, you know, and it's, and you know, I think it's really important to say how you feel, even if that's how you feel, it doesn't going to feel right. Maybe the person was like, Oh, you know what? I really see this more as a friendship. And then, yeah, that would have hurt, but Hey, you know what? You're communicating. Like you're letting me know. Hey, totally. I think better off as friends or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would have been easier. Um, but people are just, they don't know how to just like speak. <laughs> it's a wild, right? It's wild. It's, it and is. also New York city. I mean, I don't know. New York city. I, I don't think it's New York city is not the place to date. I feel like um, for me, I mean, I know I've, some of my friends have met some amazing guys and they're doing great with them, but I don't know. New York city to me, I feel like the guys just think that there's just so many options out there and they just can't like, they, they can't, can't they just want them. the next best thing. Just exactly. They're like, they're like, eh, like, you know, you were cool and like, you were you're a cool chick, but like, eh, like this person over here, she's also pretty cool. And like, this per- I'm like, all right, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, I couldn't even, 
I feel like all of like all of my friends, all of my husbands, all of our friends are mostly single and we try to hook them up with everyone we know because we obviously think they're great people because they're our friends. And it's like, I just, I just. <laughs> well, you let me know. I'm always open to going on dates, but you know, you never know. Like you never know what will happen. I, I'm very much, you know, open to dating, but it's like, uh, you know, it's, I just kind of assume in my head. <laughs> I might have, I actually, someone just, I popped up in my head, so I will let you know after this. Let me know. You said, maybe, maybe you'll be on like a dating show after this. Like, well, I sent Angela on this blind date and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll send you a picture when we get off. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Interesting. <laughs> Um, so another thing that you did you wanted to talk about too was um, the body image stuff, yes. right? In the industry. So um, I think what's really um, important uh, to talk about with this whole body image thing is when I grew up in my small town. Um, back then, you know, the g- girls were super skinny. Like that—that that was like what's in. Like everyone's skinny, whatever. And then I come along, and I've been working out, doing gymnastics, and stuff like that. And this as a kid, and I had some muscular muscle in my arm, and since that was different, a lot of people would make fun of me. They would call me a man and things like that. So instead of me trying to embrace my strength and the stuff I've been doing, I would like hide in a sweatshirt like all the time. Like literally it would be like a hundred and something degrees outside. And I literally just be in my, my sweatshirt. I'm like, I can't like, no one can see my arms. My teachers would be like, Hey, I wish I had your arms. I wish I had your strength. And I'm like, no, like they're calling me Angela. Like I, like I, I'm, I feel so ugly. Like, and then I'm looking at these popular girls with like these really lean arms and they're just like, you know, whatever. And they would make fun of me too. And, um, yeah, it became really tough to think that, uh, muscles were a beautiful thing. Being strong was a beautiful thing. Um, and even then I was a pretty strong woman, like, you know, female, like, you know, really wanted to get, get be with the boys, we do the sports and stuff like that. And that was like a weird thing. Um, and it's really interesting nowadays that literally all of that and all of us made fun of is literally what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty wild that now everybody wants to be strong and muscular to feel that strength and stuff like that. And it's, I wish I could tell my younger self, like literally girl, like this is going to be your career. Like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just pretty wild because yeah, because for the longest time it was tough to, to embrace that strength and, and skinny was whatever. And Hey, you know what, if, if you want, if you're skinny and you like being skinny and you like that, that's fine. Totally fine. But, um, I think for a while it was like only that or nothing. Like that's, that's the only thing that mattered. Well, and it's like when, for, I think that being in school now, middle school, elementary, high school, whatever, it would be so hard because there's so many fads and phases. Right. So it's like the eyebrow shape, the lip, size this that arms in arms are out like like you know the crop top this that and it's like, lip, oh wait did you, are you teaching kids when they had the lip thing going on oh my god the kids were like sticking their lips in the water oh, bottle to, yeah to, like, get them to be like fake looking and i'm like and they would come in i'm like what is wrong with your face and they're like oh i stuck my my lips in a water bottle because it's supposed to like i want to look like a kardashian and i'm like what is wrong with you <laughs> It's like this. It's like, yeah, yeah. They do that. They just stick their lips in it, and I'm like, I, I like, I can't teach teenagers in my head. I'm like, I'm done. Like, I never want. To well, and I think that that's the problem. Is is being in a such a sceny place like New York or L.A. or wherever. Even after you're a kid, it still continues. Except yeah. then it becomes a little more permanent, right? Like so, lip injections or. um I don't know, whatever the things are that people are getting, it's like, it just becomes more and bigger. And 
it's, I feel like, I don't know what, was there something that happened that made you just be like, you know what, I'm comfortable with myself. Or I, was, I wasn't even comfortable myself even in college. I mean, because I went, I went to college and I was just like, yes, I'm on a gymnastics team. Everyone is going to have muscles like me. I was so pumped. <laughs> like, I'm going to fit in. None of the girls had muscles like me. They're all just like same. Like they, they just didn't, their body didn't develop like mine. And I was just like, <laughs> I think that, I think what I finally got the most comfortable was maybe, I don't know, definitely when I was doing fitness competitions. Because fitness That's competitions everyone. Were, I was in a bikini on stage and heels, like half naked. And that to me, like, I wouldn't even, I, I did not want to be naked. I'm not a naked person. And I literally like, I mean, they, fitness competitions can be really bad, but they can be also really good. The fact that I had to learn how to strut on a stage with high heel, clear heels, that is confidence right there. A hundred percent. I think that competition team and my, um, my mentor always saying, Hey, you look, you look beautiful and things like that. Like while I was strutting my stuff, that definitely helped me become more confident. And I was like, oh, well, here we go. I guess I'm just going <laughs> to. Here we go. <laughs> it is. It's interesting, right? How like those little things. But in, I think that what's so interesting about it is like, I see you. I know you're a hot chick, right? Like, I don't know if it's, I think you're a hot chick because you're hot or because I know that you portray confidence and you're a good human. Right. So it's yeah. like, what kind of, what, and it, I can't differentiate that because I, I know you and I see you. Right. As opposed yeah. to someone you can only see from afar and you're like, Oh sh yeah, she's hot. But when you talk to her, she's a bitch and you're like, okay, never mind. Like I was wrong. I mean, sorry. I still don't even portray myself as hot. I just like, don't even think of myself like that. And I don't know why, like, you know, but I'll, I'll definitely have, like, I've had certain people, even certain guys would be like, like now you're hot and I'm like am I like because I don't know to me I always say like I'm just Ange like I'm just Ange just like whoever <laughs> and I mean I I don't think that I, I don't sit there and think about it like that but I mean there's days where I'm like I'm like, I'm like okay cool I feel pretty good about myself I'm like pretty good right yeah you get hair day you wash your hair or something you know I get that I'm like yeah I'm like I showered today no, <laughs> <laughs> no but um, seriously I totally I get it I because growing up as one of the boys like I, I agree. I, I didn't, I feel like I didn't develop almost because I played volleyball in college. I was constantly wearing those little spandex and I, I literally, I remember my coach would be like, Ariel, you can't play if you, if you don't take your sweatpants off. Like I hated wearing them because you know, you're, everything just hangs out. And it's like, yeah. now I got to a point where that's the thing I'm most comfortable in, but you just, you kind of, I think that you just, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting process. I definitely think so. And again, I still, and just like you said, like growing up with guys, the guys, I mean, I was definitely a guy. I'm still, I'm still basically a dude. All <laughs> really, like, All I, still, I, still, I still bro out my bros and like they, they, I mean, they'll tell me it some, like randomly, like, oh, like you're beautiful, whatever. Like, but like most of the time it's like, you're just with your guy friends. They don't look at you in that way. So I think sometimes too, I think, I think of myself as like, Oh, well this guy's just going to think of me as a guy, like a, as another, a dude or whatever. Yeah. But then I'm like, what guy would not want that? Totally. You pretty good. And she's also pretty chill and she's not freaking like, you know, trying to she's girly uh, and chicky and crazy. Yeah. That's spending 10 hours putting her makeup on, whatever. I mean, again, if you do that, it's fine. That's, but fine. I'm just saying, that's not what we're like, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> It is a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. For sure. But definitely interesting. 
I, I am reinforcing it. I think I got the guy for you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to see what this, we have a little dating, dating show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait for it after. Um, you've dabbled in a ton and I have, there are so many other things and we're already coming up on the time. You've yep. dabbled in a bunch of different types of fitness. Um, pros, cons, your favorite. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I learned a lot from all of them. Like that gymnastics was a great way to learn how to be disciplined and learn how to really zone out and really appreciate your body. Um, I think that fitness comp fitness competitions again were great because um, I really became comfortable in my own skin, being able to strap my stuff, and uh, I think that's really important. I think a female should feel confident and be able to do that and stuff like that. So I really feel like I gained this kind of confidence from that. Um, the uh, the eating was not for me, <laughs> like the whole like fitness eating, but I did learn a lot from the eating. So I'm glad that I did it. Um, Ninja, my, one of my favorites. I feel like Ninja is great because it's not, it's the community is so amazing. Um, what's amazing about the community is you're training with kids who are like 18 years old and you're training with people who are 60 years old. Everyone's all different ages and they're all there just to get stronger. And just, everybody just wants someone to complete the obstacle. <laughs> so I think that's like really empowering and amazing. Um, and I think those are like, again, I think everything has a different, you know, aspect of how, how it goes. I like Ninja. I feel like my body looks the best it ever had looked because I'm not focusing on getting smaller mm -hmm. or lean or anything. I'm just focusing on getting strong and I look really good. And that's literally why my program is called Strong Feels Good because I want females to feel that. I want them to realize that, hey, if you focus on getting stronger and focus on that aspect of it, you're going to lean out. You're going to look. You're going to tone up. You're going to lose your weight. You're going to do all that, but you're going to focus on, on something really positive, like getting stronger instead. Yeah. I think that when you can enjoy what you're doing mm -hmm. and look forward to it, whether in, you know, whether it's the community aspect, you look forward to seeing these people when you go, or you look forward to the challenge of the obstacle or whatever it is. It's like, that's, that's when you know you found the right thing. And that's when you will see the changes that are yeah. so it ends up being just unintentional. Yeah, for sure. So you have your spring forward challenge that started today. Yeah, it started today. So spring forward challenge. Part of the reason I can read it is because I mean, straight up, like really bluntly, like I want to help help people get their shit together. Everyone's like, Oh, I feel like I've just fallen off so much from the challenge and they're feeling really discouraged and stuff like that. And I want to show them that, Hey, you know what? You can start somewhere again. It's going to be okay. We're going to do it together. And just by doing it with a community, it's going to be a game changer. So 14 days um, of workouts. I'm doing it. I'm literally doing it with you guys. So it's like, you have, um, you can do the programs on your own time, but I'm also legit doing them live on Instagram. Cause I want to show you that like practice what I preach. I'm doing it with you. Like we're yeah. doing it together. We're a team. Mm -hmm. Um, and the community already is insane. They are so incredible. It's pretty wild. Um, so that's, that's what I have going on there. And then the, the other thing that I have is my strong feels good membership. And, um, why I love that is cause it's a little bit more personal. Um, I hold you accountable. I've got coaching and stuff like that. Um, but we also do monthly themes. We have classes every Sunday and it's really the biggest part about all of this is the workouts I give you guys are awesome. That's, that's awesome. You know, and any, you can get workouts anywhere, right? But they're awesome. Right. But it's more of the community and the fact that you're going to feel really good after I'm going to help you with your mindset and help you, um, and help you feel, feel good again. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. All right. Workouts are workouts, but I'm going to help you feel good again and keep holding, keep staying on track with yourself. I really get very involved with the people in my program. I really want you to succeed. Nice. Um, and you, do you dabble in, um, how, well, one, how long is a workout and two, yeah. you're dabbling in nutrition with them or you're 
what do um, you do? We, do we do like kind of, um, we have a four week nutrition program built into my strong feels good program, but what it is, is it's teaching you why you're eating what you're eating and making small adjustments on your food because yeah. I don't feel like doing a diet or anything like that is sustainable in the long run. You're going to see way more, you just feel better and see longer, better changes if you do it the way that we do it. Um, and the workouts, yeah, they're about, they're about 45 minutes. I always say with the workouts and we kept it really minimal with the equipment. So all you need right now are dumbbells and minivans. Um, Sweet. Eventually, maybe we'll do equipment, but right now, gyms are, you know, yeah. weird. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and you can be found on Instagram at? Uh, yeah, you can find me at, at Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A underscore Gargano. And I, I always say this. I know I have a blue tick on my name. That doesn't mean message me. <laughs> message me. I don't know why. I mean, I know people are like, okay, cool. She's legit because she's got a tick. Awesome. But they also get intimidated and nervous to message me. This is what I do for a living, and I really want to help you. So if like, you ever do have any questions about anything, like just don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. I literally, that's what this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, you answer. I don't remember if I messaged you or texted you, but you answer. Yeah, I always answer. As long as it's not a weird, I know, you get weird messages too. But well, I, how I, do you, I, I was going to ask you about that actually, because how do you, being like, going back, a hot chick, how do you deal with, one, the pervs, I delete them or, or if they send me anything inappropriate, I literally write them a whole message about how inappropriate that was and how they should really like look back and really observe themselves and figure out what they need, like how they should speak differently to women. Um, and I read a whole thing and I've had people, I've blocked them after it normally. And I've had some people email me after and be like, I'm really sorry that I messaged you that. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, good. I hope you learned a lesson and I hope that you treat and talk to women better. <laughs> That's great. Good for you. No. You should get a copy paste. Like you have your blurb, your um, discipline that you give, and then you just put give it to all of them. Sometimes I always change it. It depends on how I say I'm that day. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, because I do think that there's a lot of um, you really have to navigate through social media because when you look at your page, it's very um, you know, you keep to theme. Like you don't do any political crap. You don't do. Like, it's just your fitness stuff. You talk about you and your things and you stay in your own lane. And I really, really appreciate that because, you know, for me, and I'm assuming other people, like just regular people, unless you're searching for political and, you know, other crap that you want to rile yourself up with, like, you just want to peace of mind. You don't, you just want to yeah. enjoy what My you're looking at. message for people was, especially when people came at me with any of that stuff, it's like, listen, I'm here to help you get fit and feel good about yourself and whatever you believe in, go for it. Like yeah. I want you, I want to, I want to help you get fit and stay good so that whatever you believe in, whatever side you're on, whatever, that I want you to be able to take care of yourself so that you can, so that you can do that. But that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm not here for anything else. So I'm neutral. I'm like the therapist. A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just going to help you with your fitness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. hundred yeah. percent. Um, anything else you want to share? No, I think that's pretty much it. So I thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for making time. I know you're a busy, busy lady.